My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, where I'll be discussing what's happening in Vedic astrology for March 2019. So the most significant events happening are Mercury going retrograde throughout the month, and Ketu and Rahu are moving into different signs, and Ketu is going to be joined with Saturn. So, I'll get into what all of that means in just a moment, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. So what is Mercury Retrograde? It's kind of become a popular thing or well-known in uh, at least spiritual kind of circles and a good excuse to blame all of your problems on. Uh, so there's Mercury Retrograde happens about three to four times a year. And it's not actually Mercury going backwards, but it appears that way from our perspective on Earth. So it looks like it's going back. So it's in Pisces and it looks like it's going back to Aquarius and then it'll start to go back to Pisces and continue to move forward like the rest of the planets. So when Mercury goes retrograde, what does that mean for us? Well, Mercury rules communication and the intellect. In Sanskrit, the word for Mercury is buddhi, B-U-D-D-H-I, which is synonymous with our English word uh, intellect uh, or, or wisdom. So there's a buddhi mudra. When you touch your thumb to your pinky finger, your finger, your pinky finger is associated with the planet of buddhi or Mercury. So there's a specific meditation we can do to work with these energies that I'll talk about at the end of this little uh, piece about Mercury retrograde. But in general, if you think of uh, you know thinking, intellect, mind, uh, anything to do with information, technology, computers, devices, all this stuff could have delays, uh, business, contracts, things like this are all... Uh, being seen maybe through new perspective or uh, unclear perspective, especially with Mercury in Pisces where it's debilitated, uh, there may be some confusion or uncertainty. Um, you could have maybe a sense of feeling sort of spaced out, indecisive, um, trouble generating thoughts that bring practical success, things like this, and maybe even issues with the skin uh, because Mercury is a it rules the element air, and when we have uh, too much of that or issues with that, we could have dry skin, things with issues with the lungs, issues to do with the air. So breathing practice like pranayama is very helpful to work with this as well, which is part of the meditation that I'll offer at the end of this little piece about Mercury Retrograde. So what can you do when everything is kind of going backwards, you're not thinking clearly, you're not seeing everything clearly? Uh, so you can use this time to be very imaginative and sort of dream and vision and uh, Pisces is very imaginative sign so using this time to be uh, thinking about where you want to be going and not necessarily taking the actions right now it's not the best time to sign new contracts uh, and make any major life decisions when a planet is going backwards, it's, it's a better time to sort of reflect, review. Anything that starts with the letters RE is great during this time. If you haven't uh, done a deep, thorough cleaning of your home in a while, this is a great time to do that. 
so going back, reviewing, reflecting, doing restorative yoga, uh, rewriting, revising, anything that is sort of sitting on your plate, incomplete, go back and review it, revise it, rewrite it, uh, and release it and let it go if it's time to let it go. So anything RE is favorable at this time. This is also a great time for any sort of service work and humanitarian activities. Uh, with Mercury in Pisces and Aquarius back to Pisces, these signs are very progressive and focused on the interconnectedness of all people and the service to all people in things like philosophy, metaphysics, spirituality, uh, anything that's sort of witty and involves uh, thinking in higher levels. So these sort of activities can all be helpful right now and favorable as philosophical pursuits, uh, reading books, studying things like astrology, yoga, meditation, philosophy can all be uh, very beneficial at this time. And the last time that Mercury was in this position uh, around uh, Aquarius and Pisces was February to April 2018. So if you can think back to what was going on in your life around that time, uh, Mercury is kind of going backwards through those signs. And there might be some things related going on now related to those what was happening in February to April 2018. And maybe there were some significant life changes or maybe some transitions or decisions you had to make. Uh, so now is a good time to review, reflect, and uh, revise any changes you've made since then. And, and maybe even just celebrate and take a moment time to integrate and reflect on what you've learned in this time since that, uh, since Mercury was last in this position. And in my experience, uh, one of the best things you can do during a Mercury retrograde is this practice I'm going to walk us through now. Uh, so I'm going to explain what it is now. And it'll actually guide us through it at the end of the podcast uh, and have you have time to have an experience of this practice. So what it is, is you find a comfortable seated posture, a meditation cushion, whatever is comfortable for you. And you'll have your thumb touching your pinky finger. The, it's called the buddhi mudra or the mudra is like a hand seal of uh, directing energy in the body. And buddhi, the intellect, the planet Mercury ruled by the pinky, and the thumb represents the ego in the yoga philosophy. So bringing the ego to the intellect and holding that mudra, that hand seal, to direct our energy in that way. So that's what the hands are doing. They can just be resting on the knees or the lap, and the eyes closed or resting on a single spot, whatever helps you feel more focused and present and directing the breath now because again we want to direct the elements of air with the prana with the breath so using pranayama and to do that we will inhale for a length and then exhale for a length and those those times will progress as we go through the practice so you'll start by inhaling to four exhaling to four then inhaling to four exhaling to six then inhaling to six exhaling to six Inhaling to six, exhaling to eight. And inhaling to eight, exhaling to eight. You can go further and longer if you want beyond that, but that's a great place to start for the average person. If you're not regularly practicing yoga, pranayama, 
this is a great place to start and uh, expand your lung capacity and direct and focus your prana, your energy, your life force, uh, the air element in your body. So again, you're holding the Buddhi Mudra, thumb to pinky, and you're slowly expen expanding your breath. The inhale, then the exhale, the inhale, then the exhale. And again, I'll guide us through that at the end, so uh, you'll have an experience of it, and you can just come back to this practice and listen to it throughout the month if you want. Uh, or just once you've got it, you can do it yourself uh, and just set a timer. And I recommend doing this for at least minimum three minutes. If you can do 10 minutes, great. If you can do longer, if you want to do longer, even better. Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's really too long you could do this unless you start to feel sort of spaced out and uh, disconnected from reality uh, at a certain point uh, in not handling your responsibilities. But other than that, I think you can do this really as long as you want, as long as it feels beneficial to you. And I'll guide us through that at the end. So I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about the other things going on with the planets uh, in the month of March. And uh, well, before I do that, I just want to say the last thing is Mercury goes direct on March 28th. So I've alluded to that. Uh, it's really just throughout the month of March that this is happening. So Mercury appears to go backwards until about the 16th, then it appears to go forward again. Uh, and then it's direct and sort of picking back up where it left off. Uh, so. Uh, on March 28th. So from March 5th, it sort of starts to go backwards, and then on the 28th, it, it gets back to where it started, and it goes forward again. So this whole period uh, is a great time for reflecting, reviewing all the things I mentioned in this practice, uh, which I'll, again, I'll guide us through at the end, uh, but I'm going to talk about what else is going on with the planets after this quick break. So the other significant thing happening this month on March 7th, all the way until September 19th, 2020, so about a year and a half, this process is happening with K2 moving into Sagittarius and Rahu moving into Gemini. So they're always in opposite signs. K2 is like the body and Rahu is like the head. Uh, they're actually, Rahu's the north node of the moon, Ketu's the south node of the moon, and Rahu is like a, is like a, just a head without a body. Like in Buddhism, they say like a hungry ghost. Like it can just constantly keep consuming and taking in more and more information and experience and sensation and never be satiated or satisfied. So this is where we see obsession, addiction, uh, anything that's very, very passionate and, uh, can turn into addictions and kind of constantly wanting more and more but never quite being satisfied. K2 on the other hand is about separation and detachment sometimes described as like the the body of where the head was taken off or the tail because uh, it's sort of more uh, in the background sort of slithering around uh, and and secretive and and not seen and, and kind of hidden because uh, K2 can represent uh, the shadow and things that are sort of uh, in, the, in the past and behind us that we don't necessarily look at. 
and it can represent detachment and separation and cutting and scissors, things like that. That's cutting away. Uh, and it's all about the spiritual. It's like, just get me out of the material world and just, I want to be, uh, you know, living in an ashram or in solitude and peaceful and alone. And uh, we all have that part of us as well, somewhere in our charts. So for everybody, this Rahu is going to be in Gemini, the, uh, the quick-witted, thinking, intellectual, uh, the, the, the twins, it's ruled by uh, Mercury, which I've talked about earlier. So the qualities of the air element, uh, the quick thinking, the wit, the charm, the intellect, the, the buddhi. Uh, so Rahu is there and is going to be start to become a little obsessive about these qualities. Uh, and then K2 is in Sagittarius, which is a more philosophical, religious-oriented, uh, spiritual uh, sign. So, But we're having detachment there. But that can be great because uh, spirituality can be about the immaterial and the spiritual and connecting to uh, higher experiences, higher understandings of things. Uh, so K2 uh, can do well in Sagittarius. Uh, but Rahu in Gemini is going to just bring about unusual thinking. So it's going to, Rahu is unusual, different things. It can be foreign things as well. And it's going to get our mind thinking in new and innovative and creative ways and can be very clever can be very clever and interested in a lot of philosophical things during this time uh, because of where both of those bodies are at. So we could be interested in uh, things that are just offbeat and strange. And um, I, I finally watched the movie The Lobster recently. Uh, this is a perfect movie for this time. Things like that that are just like a little bit different and strange and bizarre. Uh, because if we, you know, if we can find creative, fun ways to kind of explore these energies, like watching more strange movies like that, or um, you know, th things that are just a little bit offbeat, uh, that that can be a healthy expression of these qualities. But the Rahu and Gemini can also have some negative qualities, uh, like it can really just mess with our minds. Uh, so we want to make sure we have practices like the meditation, like I mentioned earlier, like we'll I'll talk about later. Because uh, there can be breathing problems as well uh, with this, because the Gemini is the air sign. Uh, so having our pranayama practice down, very helpful. Um, we can just be a little too eccentric and uh, detached from people. Even with the, the Rahu, where Rahu is at in Gemini, it can, it can kind of separate us from other people. And it can have us be like sort of emotionally uh, just distant and and not really able to connect with others so we want to be you know having some sort of regular practice uh, and i think the pranayama practice i'm suggesting will be very helpful uh, so the k2 in sagittarius uh, it's mystical expansion so k2 mysticism sagittarius ruled by jupiter the planet of expansion so this can be a great time to go deeper into philosophy and spirituality and a personal spiritual practice, whatever that is to you. Uh, it could be also in university or actual in school or learning things uh, in a more formal setting as well. Uh, you could be traveling to mystic, mystical locations and going on uh, pilgrimages or spiritual retreats. It's a great time for that over the next year and a half. There could be uh, sudden highs and lows, especially with uh, finances, because Jupiter can rule wealth. Uh, Sagittarius, uh, 
can also uh, relate, represent the father. So there could be some difficulties with the father, some separation from the father. Again, K2, separation, detachment. It can be ups and downs uh, with the with finances, with uh, anything to do with like spiritual knowledge and teachers. You could be having maybe some, you know, could have a spiritual crisis during this time where there's a sort of detachment from your spiritual teachers. There could be sudden uh, changes and things that you just don't expect because K2 is, is sort of uh, a strange, mystical, uh, kind of hard to pin down sign. So you could be trying a lot of different things. You could be uh, exploring a lot of different philosophies and not quite really sticking with any of them. Uh, because the, the expansion, the mysticism, it's like it could be a lot of interest in like trying something and then detach from it and then try something else and detach from that. There could be some legal difficulties right now. Uh, so just want to make sure everything is sort of, all your bases are covered, everything's in order. And there could be some accidents or mishaps while traveling. It's K2 accidents, Sagittarius travel. So just be extra careful with traveling. And also uh, could be lung and hip issues, things like sciatica, actually seen from K2 in Sagittarius. So doing a regular yoga practice in general will help keep that at bay. Now what makes this extra interesting is Saturn joins K2. So Saturn, the planet of structure, discipline, patience, lessons learned over a long period of time, is with K2, which is about detachment, and it's also uh, can be about moksha, liberation as well. Uh, so if you have a practice that you're patient and disciplined and structured with, you can experience the, the positive qualities of this with the uh, moksha, the liberation, the unboundedness. At the same time, you could uh, risk losing the big picture of things and having a hard time uh, following through because you start to go with the the path that's going to take a long time, your discipline, your focus, but then you just want to be detached from that, and especially with the case uh, in Sagittarius, so you can just be like wanting to isolate and detach and just get away from uh, you know your your teachers, your father figures, your your guides, your uh, all that could just you know you could lose that discipline as well because case you could be detached from the discipline. So to put these two things together and really have them work at their best, I think what, what I find really helpful is to work in very focused and contained chunks. So you set a discipline, you maybe you're gonna meditate every day for this period, uh, which goes until January, 2020. So it's about 10 months. Say you're just gonna meditate every day for 10 minutes. You know, and and you just set that timer, and you just do it, and that's it. You just you're sort of uh, detached when you set that timer, and you detach from your life, your everyday life, and then you finish it, and you detach from the meditation, and you move on to the next thing. You can even work throughout the day in the same way, doing this task. You know, detach from everything else to do this one task. Focus, discipline, steady, and progressing towards your vision. And then once it's done you're done. You just detach from it and you move on to the next thing. So in this way you're kind of using that those qualities of discipline and patience and structure 
and the qualities of detachment and uh, and channeling them towards your vision, your bigger purpose, uh, your dharma, whatever that is for you, uh, and you're kind of harnessing these energies and not letting them sort of take over, where things can become very chaotic and scattered, and K2 just like constantly wanting to detach, and Saturn constantly wanting to control and structure, and those two clashing all the time can be very frustrating and, and very challenging. So, so harness these energies, do focused set time chunks of focused work that are helping you progress towards your patient long-term vision knowing that a little progress today is better than nothing at all and much better than spinning out and just jumping all around and getting chaotic and, and scattered. So let me know if you found this helpful or what comes up for you this month by emailing me at jeremydevins at gmail.com. I'm always fascinated to hear people's experience with working with these uh, transits of planets. For me, I've found uh, doing this meditation practice during the Mercury retrograde very helpful and I've had some of my most interesting and profound insights uh, doing this practice during the last Mercury retrograde and actually had some very important breakthroughs in my business and my approach to my finances because Mercury rules these areas and I was just really dedicated and focused to uh, making the most of the transit and not letting it be a negative experience. So I, I hope that you get to have that experience too and have your own personal breakthroughs and realizations and clarity and by doing this practice. So uh, I'll guide you through it. This will be You'll hear a recording from one of my recent classes where I guide you through the process. You can lay down in Shavasana, laying flat on the ground, or have uh, your legs supported, or sitting up, whatever is comfortable for you, and we'll go into this process. I'll have you count your breath mentally, and I'll guide you, guide you through it. So we're just going to slowly expand the breath from inhaling to four, exhaling to four, to... Uh, Inhale four, exhale six, then inhale six, exhale six, and then to six, eight, and then eight, eight. So it's going to slowly expand, and uh, you're just going to count mentally, and your pace might be a little bit different than my count, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm just going to gently guide you through the process before our, we relax in the Shavasana. So just begin inhaling to four, exhaling to four, counting at your own pace for yourself. All through the notes. Now inhale four, exhale six.
inhale six, exhale six. Now inhale six, exhale eight. Finally, inhale eight, exhale eight. Now release the counting of the breath. It's normal breathing here. Thank you for listening. And if you want to know where Mercury, Ketu, and Rahu are in your chart, you can email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com with your date, place, and time of birth. And I can send you your Vedic Astrology chart and a little overview, mini horoscope of what might be going on for you. And if you want to schedule a full consultation, you can do that through my website at quietmind.yoga. All right, have a great week.